Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Motormouth Mosley Radio Show. You have reached the man cave. This is your boy, Motormouth Mosley, a.k.a. Kyle Mosley. Calling in, going over the review, going to review what happened over the weekend, a little football action. Got some Major League Baseball playoffs happening, NFL, NCAA. We've got an ongoing game right now. It looks like the uh, San Francisco 49ers are uh, you know, just doing a job on the Houston Texans. Look at the scores, 34 to 3. We had some great NFL action today. But, of course, I'm going to do a little bit of bragging up front. After struggling in week three, going 9 and 7 with my NFL picks, hmm, bounced back last week, went 11 and 4. So I was sitting at 44 and 19 for the first four weeks of the season. Just a hair under 70%. Not bad. Going this week, made a couple of daring NFL picks, some upsets that I was hoping to see. Uh, of course, in the game of the week, end, the Dallas Cowboys played host to the Denver Broncos in what turned out to be an absolute shootout, last-minute field goal by Playfair. Denver wins the game 51-49. to I should say, instead of saying Dallas versus Denver, I should say Denver versus Alice because there was no D played anywhere in AT&T Stadium today. But back to my record as uh, my selections and my picks, which I'm sure some people who listen turn their nose up at and kind of poo-pooed, but hmm, who's the guy who picked Cincinnati to beat the Patriots Pick the Seahawks to beat the Colts. What guy was that? This guy. This guy. Ready? Yes, I called both of those upsets on my show on uh, Tuesday night. Called the upsets. Kind of proud about it. Right now, I'm sitting at 10-2 and two for the weekend. Um, quick review over last week's scores. Week 5. You had New Orleans 26, Chicago 18. In the upset that I called, you had New England 6, Cincinnati 13. Uh, in that game, Tom Brady's uh, string of having games with a touchdown pass was broken. Uh, New England couldn't cross the uh, goal line, looks like. <clears throat> you had Detroit Lions 9, Green Bay Packers 22. The 5-0 Kansas City Chiefs, yes. I said the 5-0 Kansas City Chiefs, 26, Tennessee Titans, 17. Seattle goes into Indiana, plays the Colts, and gets knocked off 34-28. to Not sure why I called that upset, but I definitely called it. Um, I think the reason why I called it is because the Indiana Colts are looking very good. They picked up Trent Richardson. They already had Ahmad Bradshaw. Andrew Luck, the quarterback, 
uh, Reggie Wayne at wide receiver, T.Y. Hilton at wide receiver, and a defense that's playing much better ball. So that's why I picked them. And then you got Jacksonville 20, St. Louis 34, as I said. And I keep repeating, Jacksonville will be lucky to win a game this season. Um, Baltimore over Miami, Philly over the New York Giants. Now, I actually picked the Giants to win that one. I thought they would uh, uh, come off the schneid and um, finally get their first victory of the year, but they are now sitting at 0-5. An 0-5 New York Giants team. You know that's not sitting well with Coach Tom Coughlin. Carolina 6, Arizona 22. Um, my boy Reginald died. You talk a bunch of smack about a whole body, everybody else's team, but you fail to ignore the fact that your Carolina Panthers suck disadvantage just about anybody in the league. As I touched on earlier, the Cowboys 51, uh, Denver 51, and the Cowboys 48, and they just an absolute offensive barrage. Romo threw for over 500 yards. Peyton Manning threw for over 400 yards. Um, it was a late last-minute interception uh, by Romo with the score tied 48-48, throws an interception. Uh, some people want to just vilify him and throw him under the bus uh, for being Romo. That's what he does. He he will throw five touchdowns and then throw an interception that will break your heart. But I think the bigger question has to go to this newfound Dallas Deuce, Tampa 2, Money kissing, mess up, whatever you want to call the defense that's supposed to be uh, a game changer. And I'm sorry, uh, over the last two weeks, the defense between playing against San Diego and playing against the Broncos, we looked horrible, absolutely horrible. Can't cover a tight end, can't cover a wide, uh, running back out of the backfield. Um, they look in total disarray on defense. So, uh, yeah, Romo had the play that probably broke most of us Cowboy fans' heart. But if the defense would have stepped up, you score 48 points on offense, that should be enough to win in most, most NFL games. But it didn't happen tonight. And then uh, Monday Night Football, we've got two games Monday night, uh, an early game and a late game. I believe that late game starts about 11 o'clock, 11.30 East Coast time. Won't be seeing me play in it. Uh, play uh, won't be seeing me watch it. That's just not going to happen. But you've got in the early game, you've got the New York Jets coming here to Atlanta playing the Falcons, and then as I said in the late late game, you've got San Diego Chargers uh, going up to Oakland and playing the Raiders. Should be two great games. Uh, I just don't see myself staying up that late to watch. I stayed up. I stayed up almost 4 a.m. Thursday nights last Sunday morning watching the University of Hawaii Rainbow Warriors play against the San Jose State Spartans. Uh, heartbreaking loss, 27-37, to 37, seeing my Bulls uh, go winless again. Uh, Maybe a trend for the season. Hopefully there's a, a whack team or two that are absolutely horrible that we can sneak one by. Do look forward to seeing them play live. Um, well, seeing uh, some former teammates uh, in, a, in Vegas uh, later this week. We'll see what happens uh, with the game with UNLV. Last time I went in 2011, Hawaii was heavily favored and didn't show up and got beat by the Rebels this year. Uh, it's probably a reverse of fortune, and I'd assume that the 
running Rebels will be favored. Hopefully the Rainbows can go in and uh, have a large uh, upset. Again, you're listening to the Motormouth Mosey Radio Show. If you're listening live, appreciate you listening in. Got a couple of people in the chat room. Thank you for listening in. And uh, if you're listening at a later time, thank you for taking the time to come back and listen to our show. Uh, as I said, uh looks like the manager, it's uh, six minutes and 13 seconds left in the game. That's going to put me up to being, uh, I believe, 10 and 2 for the weekend. So I did forget. I'm sorry. I was a big remiss. Thursday night football game last week, uh, Buffalo 24, Cleveland 37. They trade away Clint Richardson and Clint, uh, Trent Richardson, and they pick up two victories. So they must have something going on in that front office. They got their stuff together over in Cleveland a little bit better than at least they do in uh, the New York uh, football giants facility. Um, looking at week, week six, not going to make my prediction yet, but do want to give you a quick rundown of upcoming games of this coming weekend. you got the New York Giants playing against the Chicago Bears. you got, and I will mention home team second. The first team I mentioned will be the visiting team. Cincinnati goes into Buffalo, Detroit to Cleveland. Oakland, Kansas City, an old AFC rival from way back in the day. Carolina goes into Minnesota. Pittsburgh and the Jets. Philly, Tampa Bay. Green Bay goes into Baltimore, plays the Ravens. The Rams uh, go down to Houston, play the Texans. Jacksonville. <laughs> Jacksonville. The Jacksonville Jaguars go to Denver and play the Broncos next weekend. And that game may have the highest point spread out of Vegas of any NFL game in the history of the league. Uh, Denver's dynamic offense versus a Jacksonville team whose offense can't stay on the field and defense can't get anybody off the field. It could be a very, very ugly game. Uh, Tennessee goes into Seattle. Uh, Seattle will probably be a little bit upset about losing to the Colts. Uh, they will be at home. So, uh, Yes, you can pretty much expect me to pick Seattle to win that game. In the battle of two new teams, the New Orleans Saints, go in the New England and play the New England Patriots. Again, Patriots will be at home after losing this past weekend. And I'm, uh, I'm going to go ahead and early make a prediction, and I do expect the New England Patriots to knock off the New Orleans Saints and give them their first loss of the season. I'm uh, sorry about that, a whole bunch of my New Orleans fans, but that's just how I see it. You've got Arizona going into San Francisco, which will be a pretty good game. Arizona playing better ball, a few uh, better offensive weapons. Uh, Carson Palmer now playing quarterback for him. I expect that to be a very hard-fought uh, game. And then on the late game on NBC uh, nationally, will be the Washington Redskins going to play the Dallas Cowboys. We'll get on prime time. Uh, both teams are struggling. One team is uh, one and three. The other team is two and three. Uh, the NFC East is, oh, boy, the NFC East is what it is. But we'll see what's going to happen uh, in the late game. And, then, of course, on Monday night of next week, you've got the Indianapolis Colts playing against the powder blue San Diego Chargers in San Diego, which is uh, turning to be a tough place to pick up a victory. So it should be somewhat interesting and hopefully it will be a good game. Again, uh, you listen to the Motormouth Mosley Radio Show. One of the things I did want to touch on was one of my favorite high school football players, 
in the country is little Kurt Clivio playing well. He's not little anymore. He's about six foot. He's a wide receiver for the Kaiser Cougars in uh, Hawaii, Kai, Hawaii. His season stats, as they stand right now, are four receptions, 120 yards for four touchdowns. But yet, his coach doesn't see fit that he's a starter. His coach doesn't see fit that he gets more playing time. And the coach doesn't see fit that he warrants uh, more opportunities. Um, to all of you struggling athletes, people in life, this is a great life lesson for this young man because he has taken this and has persevered and has kept a good positive team attitude and has shown more maturity and class than a lot of adults. So my hat goes off to Kirk Clivio, Kaiser Cougars, senior, wide receiver, uh, best of luck in the rest of your series. As I said, we've got some football, some baseball, and some college football going on. I want to give a rundown real quick of my NCAA rankings versus what the big guys have. I have, uh, which doesn't really change a whole lot at the top, I've got Alabama at number one. I've got Oregon at number two. Shout out to Marcus Mariota, St. Louis High School, Honolulu, Hawaii. Got the Clemson Tigers at number three. And here, here I start shaking things up a little bit. I'm a little bit different than everybody else, so I'm shaking things up a little bit. At number four, I have, out of Waco, Texas, the Baylor Bears sitting at number four on my list. They're 4-0. They've played four games, and this is how many points they've scored in the first four games of the season. Never mind who the competition has been, just the fact that this offensive juggernaut has just been uh, – Blowing people away. They scored 69, 70, 70, and 73 points. And I know that some of you will probably say, well, they shouldn't keep their starters in. They should uh, call off the dogs. Well, I've watched almost, I've watched three out of four games, and in every game, their starters are pulled, and the backups are allowed to play. And just based on how they practice and what they do as an offensive scheme, there really is very little drop-off. Now, in this week's game, they did some substitution on defense, and the team scored a little bit more points. But at number four, I have my Baylor Bears uh, in, in my rankings. Now, their season is going to get a little bit tougher when it comes to the month of October. Right now, they've played, you know, the Walfords. they played um, uh, you know, teams that may not be at the highest level of competition. But yet, on November, they open up on the 7th against number 12, and probably by that time, higher-ranked Oklahoma Sooners. Then they follow up the week after that with number 20, Texas Tech. The week after that, number 22, Oklahoma State. Then they finish up the year with Texas Christian University and the University of Texas. So, yeah, they've had somewhat of a padded uh, schedule early in the year, but I definitely expect them to make it uh, very interesting when they get into the the meat of the Big 12 schedule. At number five, another shakeup team. I've got the the famous Jameis Winston-led Florida State Seminole at number five. I've got Pac-10s, well, Pac-12s, Stanford at number six. I've got Texas A&M at number seven. Yeah, I know, but I still got them there. I've got the... Georgia Bulldogs at number 
eight, the LSU Bengal Tigers at number nine, and I've got the Cardinal of Stanford at number ten. Yeah, it's a lot different than what you know you see on television, but this is my gut feeling. This is how I view what I've seen based on the games that I've watched. And yeah, you um, saw. So wait a minute, I've got Stanford at number six and at number ten, and that is totally wrong. But I've got actually at number ten, I've got the Clark Mills of Louisville at number ten. Now. Uh, I'm sure that some people are going to say, where is Ohio State? Well, I think Ohio State may be the most overranked team in the country. I don't think that they've played quality competition, and they've struggled playing against the teams they played. Uh, they played Northwestern, who is ranked, uh, but is notorious for not being one of the best programs. Coach Pat Fitzgerald has done a great job of uh, improving the talent and improving the play at Northwestern, and uh, they definitely – Played Ohio State extremely tough, but I think that had more to do with uh, Ohio State being closer to Northwestern than Northwestern being closer to a number uh, five or four or three ranked Ohio State team. So I don't have Ohio State ranked that high, um, but I guess I could be wrong. They could prove me wrong later down the line. Uh, and as for the Louisville Cardinal, uh, probably the most cupcake schedule. In my rankings, um, do like their quarterback, do like their talent, and I do believe that if Ohio State played against Louisville, that Louisville would win. So they nudged them out for the number 10 slot in my weekly rankings. A couple of games, like I said, that I watched or followed over the weekend that I did want to uh, note, uh, like I said, Hawaii lost to San Jose State 27-37. In a game that had potential to be postponed, Due to the gov- due to the government shutout, um, fortunately, uh, clear heads prevailed, and Arizona ten, excuse me, Air Force ten, and the King Niumatalolo led Navy cadets midshipmen, excuse me, uh, twenty eight. So Navy beats Air Force in uh, one of the first legs of the Commanders Cup. Uh, Boston College forty eight. Uh, Army 27, that's Coach Rich Ellison. And unfortunately, in what was a good game until uh, a few miscues by the rambling wreck, uh, they go down to Miami and they actually take one on the chin, 45-30 to 30, uh, versus the U. Great weekend of football, great weekend of, of sports. We had uh, the President's Cup being contended uh, in golf this weekend. Uh, the best golfers in the world, Tiger Woods, uh, Phil Mickelson versus, you know, Europe's greats. And it was, uh, it was a lot of fun to watch. And uh, it, 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 it ended up being uh, – very close to uh, the U.S. winning it. They've got uh, uh, one more day of competition left, and uh, they've definitely closed the gap on what they're trying to get done. As I said earlier, we also got a little baseball action going on. This is the only time of the year where it actually makes a whole lot of sense to watch Major League Baseball because during the year they play 162 games, 
So the significance of one game is actually somewhat minor uh, unless a race becomes real exciting at the very end of the season, which did happen in a couple of the divisions in the wild card. But overall, uh, in these series, which are best of sevens, it's now the quality time to watch uh, Major League Baseball. And as I glance at the screen, it looks like the San Francisco 49ers, 34, Houston Texans, three. Uh, I guess the Texans couldn't handle the limelight of being on prime time. Uh, they want to uh, – uh, people down in Houston uh, are avid haters of the Dallas Cowboys, but at least we know how to show up when we're on national television. Back to baseball, you've got the Dodgers at the uh, uh, Braves in a series that was tied at one and one. Uh, tonight's game was definitely leaning toward the Dodgers when I last looked. The score was 10-4, and um, the Dodgers were uh, pretty much spanking them around uh, pretty well. I'm going to see if I can get you a more current score at this point in time. Um, let's see what we got. It's still 10-4. Still the Dodgers are dominating. Um but the series move is a, another game tomorrow night, and hopefully the Braves can tie it back up. In the other NLDS game, Pittsburgh Pirates uh, knocked off St. Louis Cardinals 5-3 uh, to tonight to take a 2-1 lead in this series. Uh, in the American League, you've got Oakland versus Detroit. That series is tied at one apiece. Should be a game tomorrow night. Uh, might be a game tonight, knowing those people. Um and, of course, you've got the Boston Red Sox and the Tampa Bay Rays. Boston is now ahead of that series two games to zero as the, as the series moves uh, to Tampa. Again, you've been listening to the Motormouth Mosley Radio Show. I want to thank you for your support and your time for listening to what i got to say. Uh, it's been a great opportunity to talk to uh, my good people about sports. Again, looking forward to seeing some of my old friends at the uh, festivities at the end of the week. Uh, looking forward to some great games next week. Uh, next weekend in college football, uh, a couple of the highlights will be. I know that there's the uh, uh, the Red River Shootout is being held next week, uh, which is the game against Texas against Oklahoma, which is always a very competitive, very uh, uh, historic matchup between two great programs. Unfortunately, University of Texas is kind of a taking a step back this season, uh, so it could get ugly. But uh, I'm sure that with Oklahoma doing a lot of their recruiting out of the state of Texas and Texas, you know, uh, tell, trying to prove in this next recruiting season that kids need to stay at home, um, it should be a great game. I'll probably be watching that game with uh, some Sooner fans, uh, but it should be a lot of fun. And then, of course, uh, Florida, the Florida Gators play against LSU this weekend, which is a great SEC battle. It's a great top 25 battle, and uh, we'll have some national uh, bowl game implications. Uh, but just again, want to thank you for listening. Thank you for calling in, and I uh, want to bless everybody to have a great week next week. You've been listening to the Motormouth Mosley Radio Show. I look forward to talking to you again on Thursday night. Um, maybe. <laughs> I may be traveling. 
and I may not get a chance. So uh, thanks again. Have a great week, and aloha. Aloha.